0: Welcome, welcome to the 11th episode of the Revolutionary Star Season 2 for the year 2021, broadcasting live and direct from Arara, Zimbabwe, to the comfort of wherever you are right now in our global world. Today is Sunday, the 11th of July 2021, and we are going to be talking on ZANU-PF 2030, a glimpse into the possible future of Zimbabwean politics post-2030. Welcome, welcome, as I said before. Today, we're going to be having our first uh, interview, if you want to put it like well, that way, out of the studio and we're going to have a guest as we discuss and dwell into these pan-Africanist issues, how Zimbabwe is going to look like once these Madaras have long gone and a new generation that is post uh, the liberation struggle, my born free from the 1980s take over. So we're going to have our first guest at the Revolutionary Star, I hope you enjoy this interview that we had out of our studios and we will be finding more. If you liked it and you want to see more of these type of interviews, please let us know, inbox us, subscribe on YouTube, and tell us which people you want us to go and interview for our future podcast. Thank you again. This is Comrade Super Cabral. Roger out. Welcome, welcome, Comrades. This is our first um, interview that we're doing out of the studio. I would like to welcome Uncle Sekuru. Uh, As you all well know here, the revolutionary star, we always try and find people who are like-minded, who are in that same Pan-Africanist vein of which uh, we as Zimbabweans here in Southern Africa are trying to align. We are here with Uncle Sekuru. Uh, He's in the same vein as Amilcar Cabral, uh, economist, agronomist, based on our indigenous way of thinking that we have told you in previous podcasts, which is enthused with the liberation struggle. So today's topic is going to be on ZANU-PF, an insight into Zimbabwean politics, uh, a glimpse into how that's going to look like post-2030. We'd like to introduce Uncle Sekuru. Uncle Sekuru, thank you for having us at the uh, Revolutionary Star Podcast. You are our first uh, and official guest here. Thank you very much. Uh,
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the I don't know if i deserve to wear the crown but yeah thank you for the introduction
0: now um just to give you a quick uh, brief uh, about uh, here at the podcast we are a pan africanist podcast we truly want to see a change in the way uh, personality politics is done at the same time we are more uh, in the line of all pan africanist and liberation type of struggles b- based on the Kwame kurumas the amilka cabrals uh, and trying to make that modern so that a person who is not really from uh, the gorilla generation would understand these type of topics. So having you today, we think we are privileged enough to at least start on some things that our viewers have already been listening to. We've had uh, previous podcasts where we've talked about Amilcar Cabral, uh, about how an economy, agriculture... Uh, uh, and politics are all combined it's not just about being a revolutionary which means just picking up a, a gun so we try and always touch on these type of topics and having you here today we thought maybe you could give us a little bit more insight when we look at a topic like the ZANU-PF uh, 2030 ends Zimbabwean in politics because a lot of people end up thinking that politics is just about uh, when it's a campaign time which we all know is not true so without further ado I know you've talked about this a lot of times about short short short-termism could you please explain to our viewers here our fellow cadres what does it mean when you say a person is a short-termist and what type of wisdom does this short-termism let's start with short-termism what is short-termism so um once again
1: thanks so until um recent years maybe 2018 2019 Uh, short-termism was a phrase that was written in courts, um, meaning it was not really a formal word, a formal phrase. So, to break it down, um, Oxford now describes it, because Oxford eventually listed it, as a concentration of short-term projects or objectives for immediate profit at the expense of long-term security. So, (laughs) the last part is what's vital. Long-term security, at the expense of long-term security. So, one would think, concentrating on short-term projects it's actually a positive thing in business but it's really not um basically short-termism is what i think is affecting almost every sector uh of our politics and economics in africa per se or actually in, in every third world or in every culture, have not culture if not in courts here. um if the first world is controlled by debt and credit right um you know the term till debt do us part Yes, yes. even marriages are bound by debt yeah very, very um, uh, business is controlled by debt, debt. and man- uh, man- management of debt so i don't think the way i, f- I phrase it now would make it sound like i'm saying debt is a bad thing no it's not if you manage it you know what that's what corporate culture is you can manage your debt then you're actually uh, on the line of uh,
0: to success in corporate culture so let me hold you up right there for a second uh you mentioned debt then you just explained to us about uh, what it means uh, to define short-termism i want to take this into a zimbabwean perspective local let's look at local uh, local issues would you say that zimbabwe right now is in a short-termism mind frame Uh, for example i'll take for example when we look at not only Zanu pf but mdc where good ideas are always being uh, spoken of all the time, we have MDC that came up with their smart uh, manifesto, then we also have of course, ZANU-PF has always been checking out uh, different uh, platforms but we never end up seeing uh, what we call substantive Development that is done in these projects—they're always halfway. Is this an example of a short-termist type of uh, mind frame? And can you blame a party, or can it actually diffuse right down to an individual where you can say that it now affects the individual itself, himself or herself, who has also now become short-termism? I don't know if you could speak yeah. on that. Okay. So what's interesting about what you mentioned is we—you went to.
1: Um, the, uh, the the myopia of politics uh, in Zimbabwe, like the, short, the short-sightedness, which is directly linked to short-termism, okay. this could be broken down to be the ultimate cause of our failure to govern even our whole country, whether it was an opposition or it was a leading country, the whole continent, huh. or even, even the problem can even extend to even uh, Latin American countries, and here's why. I'm going to look at short-termism at a very, very not so deep uh, perspective. So, mindset of a person who joins an opposition political party for example can be really blocked from making progress by short-termism we saw a a period of high-end opposition parties in zimbabwe opposite party leaders drift switching sides overnight to the ruling party Uh, that can actually be viewed as short-termism like you went in because you thought life was easy in there you wanted to make your money and run Interesting. Right. Interesting. So when you realize that, you know what? You know what? I've been going on back and forth like five years, ten years now. I'll give an example. I can take, Let me be very fair mm. and take Mr. Komichi, for example. Mm. You are in MDC. You've tried. You've tried mm. your best. Komichi, I remember at one time was known as the most, the man with the biggest incarceration record in MDC. Mm-hmm. Then one day he just woke up, he's a nobody. Right. And these young bloods are coming in, they're getting big posts. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for that person to actually say, look, I have a family to feed. Where, is he, where has this taken me? Right? So would we say he was a short-termist? In a way, mm-hmm. because the way he looked at it is there's two things that affected him. The politics of personalization come in, mm-hmm. uh, which is idolization this idolization, by this time, when we, people are not focusing on idolizing their leader as opposed to the ideas that the leader, they have.
0: Uh, personality
1: counts somewhat. much. Right. Idolization versus ideology. Exactly. Right? Yes. So, um, if you go into politics and you expect it, it's yes. time to eat. Mm-hmm. That's actually short-term mindset. Because Rome wasn't built in a day one, a lot of things can happen. Things are not going to go the way you planned. Right? Mm-hmm. The Israelites spent how many years in, 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 in Egypt? Yeah. Some didn't even make it there. Exactly. So if they'd said, you know what, if I start this journey with Moses to go to to, to back to Kenan, I'm gonna die on the way. Let me stay here. Well, that's exactly how that's the, my Mindset is. That's how you end up having politics and switching from one party to another. You can easily take po- an opposition member here in Zimbabwe, put
0: him in a ruling party, and they'll fit in right there within two weeks. You really, do that, you can do the reverse. You can take. A... <laughs> I, I like the way you're going because even if we're saying the topic of uh, Zanu PF, what you're defining here is that. If if I'm to get this correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Let's take away the veneer of politics, the the, the usual backbiting or trying to get a soundbite, and look at the fundamentals first of what it makes for the, the 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 playing field to be to be to to actually have something that we can actually call as political dialogue within a system. And I'm I'm if I'm getting what you're saying correct, you're saying that short termism is where we have this problem. You can't even talk about a ZANU-PF or an MDC in 2030 if the fundamentals on the ground are not conducive enough for us to even get to that situation. Is that somewhat what you're saying? Yes. And, and to
1: make it clear, I'm, I'm saying, to finish your sense adjustment, mm-hmm. we can't make it anywhere if everything that we're doing is for now. Now, now, now. Me, mm-hmm. me, me, and now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, politics is about country. Politics mm-hmm. about nation. Politics is mm-hmm. about progress and about production, development, mm-hmm. but not in a short-term perspective because it takes a long time, generation and generation to change a system and it takes longer to create a system and cre- creating and forming a system is one element, keeping and holding the system is another, another element. making the system conducive for everybody is the most difficult
0: and hardest part of all this. Okay, so, saying that now, explain this system because you're now, you, you seem to be describing a, a dire system Okay, so let me, let me, let me um,
1: go back and try to... It will it, be very difficult for me to talk about this without talking about corporate and corporate okay. culture, because I've right. seen billboards, I've seen politicians here talking about corporate, talking about... When the war ended,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, in '79 back into 80, 1980, uh-huh. songs were out there, and, and, and one of the things that uh, Vakumana were the comrades, and one of the things that Zanupi have preached was uh, socialism thing. one social one would atid socially, atid capitalism. So social. So we branded capitalism as the devil. The devil, yeah. Right. So, but uh, look at us, thirty years down the line. Everything that we're doing is actually going on the trajectory of capitalism. But do we understand what capitalism is? No, we don't. Okay. We still look at capitalism as something that is negative. But if we look at it, China, prior to nineteen, prior to uh the year two thousand, mm-hmm. maybe prior to the early two thousand, was still called. Uh, a, communist. Um, a communist country. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, there's Starbucks there. Then there's there's there's, uh, there's iPhone there. There's, there's, Apple, there's Apple. I mean, there's everything there. And oh wow, they just woke up one morning. The capitalists. Is it so easy to change one easy into the other like that? No, it's not, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, it took years for them to go into a system. Uh, what China did, some people can catch a trickle down effect. Okay. Uh, you enforce laws. You enforce rules that work for you. You put an iron hand on it. When they work, you know trickles down to everybody bring them out from poverty bring them out to where you are right but that took years to do that right. like some, even, some might even link it to the actual chinese revolution if you right. want to look at it yeah it did so, take years so so that's an example of a long term project and that's a um an example of a long term process but how many years would you accredit to china's success
0: minimum is 30 years if we agree right? so so here we are in zimbabwe we already have a short term problem and we, we, we do and and what i'm saying is and, and i was about to explain
1: why oh. i, I why I would literally call it a short-term problem. And it's not only in Zimbabwe, mm. it's in everybody who is not uh, standing on their own feet. It doesn't matter where you are. Mm. If you cannot, if let's suppose you're 18, mm. high school, you meet your high school sweetheart that is 17 and mm. you have kids. It's gonna be very difficult for you to stand on your own feet because the pressure of learning life is still within you. You actually, bread and butter issues always be knocking on your door before you think of investment. So if you notice know nobody talks about investment
0: yeah, they,
1: they, in Zimbabwe because it, we have a hustler mentality right. disease. Let, let's 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 break down again why, because I want to link investment to corporate culture. Okay. What is an investment? Investment, if you look at it in African terms, how you can invest. Mm. Zimbabweans are very are new to investment, like old school Zimbabwe. Mm. Investment is when you create an entity that you put money into. And then after some years, that money that you put into,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you will you recover that money. After recovering that money, that entity will still keep on pouring that money that you managed to create within it.
0: So, for example, it's like a golden goose. Whatever, so something you bought. like how uh, Anasakekuwe do invest in cows or in livestock is that an example of investment right but then see the, the only difference
1: there was how they would acquire the cows usually our, our circles would acquire the cows from marriage with their daughters we saw they would look at kids mm-hmm. as part of investment. investment so if you look at one of the major changes that happened in our culture because what i want to talk about is culture versus corporate okay. our culture okay. versus corporate, corporate. Culture. Yeah. um if you look at it um men wanted to have girls as as as, as uh, their offsprings because they'll say you know what Right, Mm -hmm. so they would tie. Back in the day, our culture was, for a lack of a better way of putting it in kind words, our culture looked at kids like livestock, like their investment. They would take care of me when I grow up. Right, the more kids I have, the more money I'm going to have when they get married. Right, yes. So, it it, it really was a way of it. It was hypermetropia opposite of myopia. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, the system changed. Our culture has literally shifted. Mm -hmm. We are now adopting. Capitalism, we are adopting capitalism, which is led by one thing:
0: corporate state of mind. Right? Explain corporate state of mind because I am sure even I may not really understand what what do, what does that mean. So,
1: corporate is defined as as um, anytime you mention corporate, it's relating to a large group of company. Okay. Mm-hmm. The world is run by large groups and companies. Mm-hmm. That's the simplest way I can I can explain corporates. Mm-hmm. But where do large large groups and companies keep their money? through banks and banks are part of corporates right. so for example the, the easiest way to really look at corporate is um, consortiums and people coming together forming one company they sell their shares and and, and, and everything is done through the bank or everything uh. is done through through shareholders uh. well now there's crypto accounts now but we'll get into that later uh. so
0: a system where corporates pretty much determine the politics in that country but giving myself as an example I was taught to see these people as evil okay so this is why I mentioned now like mm-hmm. we really have to find an
1: understanding of where do how do how how does our culture fit into the corporate culture because inevitably everybody's gravitating towards corporate culture
0: Unfortunately,
1: yes okay because corporates eventually they end up handling everybody you end up having everyone's money they end up having everybody's if you are not part of it mm-hmm. corporates will make sure that you won't make it that is the reason why you cannot go and start and you can be the best uh, chef in the world, making the best beggars in the world. Mm-hmm. But there's no way you can take your beggars and put them next to Beggar King and make money. Beggar yeah. King, whoever works, make money. Because he's got the Right? Brand. People are looking at it just as like, oh yeah, this is a franchise.
0: No, but franchise, the framework of a franchise is designed the framework of a corporate. This is where you're saying the system. The system comes yes. in with the, I cannot come in to be, have a bigger uh, sport opposite Beggar King because right, right. Beggar King already created a system and right, a brand right, and right. a machine that right. No matter what I do, it, it, I cannot compete against this right. behemoth. Right. right. So in corporate culture, it's pretty much being good is not, not good enough. Wow. Okay. Do you see what I mean? So so
1: it's one of those questions like you would rather be lucky than be good, right? Lucky all the time or good all the time? You're better off if you're lucky all the time. Right. It's, that, that, that's turning it upside when it's hit, but go on its head, by God. Okay. So what I mean is corporate cultures make sure that you are lucky all the
0: time. Oh, I so see. That again, a, based on the system that they've created. Based faced. on the system
1: that they've created. So. Yeah, um, if you really look at it, being good doesn't necessarily mean you are going to reap any benefits in, when the corporate culture exists, mm. because your way just to be got out there. So you have to create a network, marketing here, uh, uh, service here, production here. You need all that, and not one person can do that, right? So if you really look at it, it looks it's, you can you can always look at they have systems that are figured out, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: systems that operate. There's they a certain there's a certain MO for marketing set an for production set for segmentation set M for advertising set an M for production and certain systems that they put in place but let's let me rewind it back and uh-huh. keep this keep this very simple right? uh-huh. there is no way you can survive without banks and without the world bank and without the IMF if you ever think about what I'm about to say next okay we are using currency this whole world our fiat currency is one that when it was decided none of us were there True. A bunch of old men just sat and said, "Hey, our dollar here is what the whole world is going to use, mm-hmm. right?" So they just took. Imagine that they took papers from the back of their head. They said, "Hey, let's let's use this paper here. That's what currency is, mm-hmm. right?" Africans were very far from that. So when do we get to a point where our currency is in equilibrium with currency that is just created from nowhere? I don't see that ever. Happening. Right? So for that reason, mm-hmm. there is no way out. We're going to have to play ball with them. We're going to have to follow by their own rules so we, we, we don't have for us to be able to get to a point where we call our own we decide our own fate we probably have to find ways of sinking our resources into a corporate system where they feel like
0: they need us more than we need them but uncle what you just said there uh, has been tried in several african countries and uh, it's never been successful so even here in Southern Africa, we're looking at a system whereby we were given an institutional British uh, system, right? This is the bureaucracy we were given. But we came in from uh, the, the the bushes with a socialist, communist way of thinking. We tried to match that, and you've seen the results. Uh, yeah, no, we never
1: tried to match it, because what, what happened, you're talking about, uh, see, I was going to go and talk about that. Mm. This is why we, this, I, I agree to come to the topic of the ZANPF of There is a big chasm that was created between the fighter, the one that stayed at home, and the one that is running the economy now. There's a break of communication here. So, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you went and fought the war, you are going to understand the nature of what you fought for. But some revolutionaries from the war understood that, others did not. Did they, but yes, yes, yes well, I'm going to talk about grandfathering here. Yes. Those that understood it, did they pass it on to the ones that succeeded them? That has been difficult to do, unfortunately. Actually impossible. That's why you'll never see, I don't mean to, to to target people, but you'll never see a highly successful politician here with a highly successful offspring as a politician or as a business person. So remember here, yeah, the people that are actually making Zim, if you look at the Zim top 20 of the people who are making out their investment, yes. they have no clear connection to a father who was that successful. It that, that, was uh, equally successful. Why is that though? I'm gonna go back and, and quote the the you know, remember the creator of um of um they said the creator of um Dubai, right? Okay. Uh-huh. I remember I sent it to you a couple of days ago. You said something that I thought was very interesting, and, and whether he said it or not, it's something that you and I have always talked about and always repeated all the time.
0: Okay.
1: Uh it's easy to pass on wealth from one person to the other, uh-huh. right? But it's not. That easy to, 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 to pass on how that worth
0: was attained. Does that make any sense? Yes, I, I get it. I, I, I get that But The, the, the passive uh, knowledge. Right. Most parents try and infuse this by having their kids learn it practical, So If possible. Or creating environments where they don't necessarily need to do the activity but they end up doing the activity so as to maybe clean a little bit of that Transference, you're talking about. I'm not sure
1: if that's correct. In a way, but it's almost opposite what I'm trying to say. Okay, L- let me repeat what she, what Sheikh Rashid was supposedly saying. He said, Hard times create strong men, strong men create easy times, easy times create weak men, weak men create difficult times. Men will not understand it, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. So, if we look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are technically the way the world is supposed to work is a person is supposed to leave legacy of their grandfather true not their father Not their father yeah grandfather the legacy starts with the grandfather but there's a cousin that creates right after the grandchild right Mm -hmm. so grandfather information is not the easiest thing to do because those hardships that your grandfather Mm -hmm. went through taught him how to survive it taught him how to save mm-hmm. taught him how to to maneuver around in difficult times mm-hmm. that, that that what he learned he managed to educate maybe your father and your father got educated but there's a lot of things that he hid from your father and then your father will come in the first thing that a third world person does is or have not person is they say i want to raise my kid in a way where they're not exposed to the poverty that i went through mm-hmm. exactly we used to sit around and eat and share meat and share one piece of meat. I don't want my kids to go through that. But hey, you might not want my, your kids to go through that, but at least they should know that you went through that. True. I'm right I'm we, we, we I think in, in third world economics, we forget that it's very important for our kids to know what it takes to be from point A to point B. The, you might not have them suffer. I'm not saying you should let your kid uh, eat one meat per week. No, no, no. All I'm saying is they should know how it is that you got where you are. So the reason why you never see successful uh, offsprings of highly successful politicians is because that information is, very, is not very easy to disseminate to a kid because it's discriminated with, with practice. I'll give an example. Back in the day, the religion did a system, I'm appraising religions, they mm-hmm. had a system where um, they used what they raised their kid on as backup, a safety net for the kids. Mm-hmm. So if a Rhodesian was a farmer and his son wants to be a doctor, he at least taught his kid how to farm the land, and then use that as backup. If, you're mad, if you fail in med school, you come back and be a farmer. So you never go to a Rhodesian farm uh-huh. and see a kid just laying around reading books, just because he said he wants farm. to be a doctor. No, they would still know when to milk the cows. There's one thing that they were taught here that we don't teach our kids: uh-huh. routine. Routine was the key. You have to make sure that people grow up in routines. And routine breeds discipline routine is discipline, actually. It's actually one and the same thing. If okay. you look at it, right. see, the one, one is actually precursor of the other. If you really look at it, I see. right? Yeah. So, with that routine, you're going to use that same work ethic. Mm-hmm. To apply, You're going to apply the same work ethic in med school to become a good doctor. Because you know that at 4 a.m. I woke up and milked the cows. If I don't make the cause at 4 a.m., the repercussions, the negative repercussions, is that same phenomenon that will make the person would now a doctor wake up at 4 a.m. and say, hey, I have to run 30 miles so that my heart is good, I'm going to jog. It's discipline and it's coming from routine. And when you know the reason why routines are necessary is they create second nature so that it doesn't become like a chore to do things that are necessary in life. To make your bed doesn't become a chore, it's
0: routine. So to brush your teeth doesn't become a chore, it's routine. So let me ask you this. Uh, you described something that is now at a micro level, and you've also combined the uh, routine uh, as well as explaining the the, uh, the disconnect between the different uh, periods of how a revolutionary was. The revolutionary that came from the from the bush was not the same revolutionary during 1980. Was not the same revolutionary during the 2000. And during this whole time, this revolutionary may have had children, but this disconnect. That he already was suffering by himself. Add to that the grandfathering, the the legacy transference was already another issue that was compounded. This is at the micro level, right? Now, if we're looking at this at the micro level, now you add on top the layer that you mentioned that short-termism in general, right? And then you add the corporate system that you you were describing. And then we take it back to the original topic when you say ZANU-PF was Zimbabwean politics after 2030. It looks as if you've already given the answer because all these compound issues seem very difficult to actually unravel uh, I, by themselves. I, one at a time needs a lot of energy,
1: if I'm not mistaken. Not really, because they're going to come in and become a very... I was going to try to provide a simple, what I think would be a simple solution. Uh, all this coming together, they all say one thing. Let's talk investment. Investment is the future of uh, our nation, but we have to understand what investment is and how does. That sounds
0: like a buzzword. Let me, I, I apologize to say okay. this. I've heard um, a, a, a lot of intellectuals, mm-hmm. even some of our own fellow cadres, say this word. It says it. It sounds like a soundbite these days. Whenever okay. you hear a person say so, investment, so let me let me elaborate and I, and yeah. I apologize for them You're right. Yeah. Right now, because
1: of short-termism, every political party in Africa, not only in Zimbabwe, is bound to focus on multiplying its um, electorates, whilst forgetting its citizens. Yes, I totally agree. So, why? Because you think if you impress citizens, then someone might just come and lie to them and then they will become someone else's electorates. We are creating new tribes without even seeing. Right. So because of that, that I was from short term is like, Let's give these people, let's solve their bread and butter issues today, especially towards the elections, so that when they go to 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 to, 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 to the ballot box with the stomachs full, they remember who fed them. Right. Right. That can only work once or twice. Just it? Will not keep on working. Daniel Arab boy at this thing where you you'd actually go and give a plate? of of Ugali uh, to, to, to to his um followers and inside each every plate the plate had his face on it so that when the people finish eating food they will see, they his, see face his face on there mm. and with subliminal uh, perception they'll go and vote for him because anytime the hunger kicks his in they his first king just like alcohol advertises.
0: Right.
1: Right? So it can only work for a while. Mm-hmm. If you remember what Rabba Arab Moy get to a point where it didn't work. It didn't work. As opposed to
0: giving the citizens a better lifestyle that they want to hold on to but you have said it yourself here uh, uh, that meshing the two cultures is uh, the cop the- yes you are right it does seem that we as as a nation are not aware that we are already in a cop- tri- co- corporatist uh, type of uh, mentality but the fact that we are not even aware that we are we are still moving towards this corporate structure but fighting with our own cultural and traditional cultural values, we haven't found a connection to that. So how right. would we even get to that stage to begin with? Well, first of all... <laughs> because yeah. now it seems as if I can't even talk about a policy or an right. idea.
1: Right, because corporate enlightenment is, is also a, a big deal even in, in,
0: in advanced
1: countries, right? Mm. The, the, the finance world is not very easy to teach kids. That's why most immigrants end up in debt uh-huh. and, and they actually fail to make it corporate culture is actually based on long-termism you have to know how to plan you have to know how to invest you have to know how to disseminate the knowledge to your offsprings and you have to make sure you control the, the population within your house itself you your know, household yeah like that linkage kid, Africa, right there's so
0: many gaps in that right
1: so um eventually you'll notice that most of the problems that people face in life they they're coming in from the code. everybody just saying i want to feed my kids Right? Uh-huh. Have you ever thought what would happen if you didn't have those kids to feed? Where was that money going to go? It would go to your own self development. Right, investment. Then you can have those kids later when you have the money. Right? Yes. Right. But we rush. We start off with the with, the, with where the what siphons the money out first. Then we think investment after. But that
0: can be directly blamed to our own children in our own social. Yes. norms. So, so
1: this is where I'm saying our culture, at that time when we when we actually thought that was the way to live life, it worked. Life was so simple, right? You have a piece of land. Land was just, you know, you can just go on to another sub book and then they'll cut you a piece of land and you'll have a piece of land till the land. Your daughter gets married, gets some cows. Your sower gives you some cows. Then your daughter goes to school. It was just like a system, it was, it was self supporting. It's not the same anymore. There's no one to cut, the, no one is going to cut your land anymore these days. And if you have many kids here, you're going to have to put them through school, eh? True, true. So it, there's a time where we actually have to start talking about, okay, where do we draw the line? Where should our should is there any need to reevaluate our customs? Is there any need to look into our tradition and see the good and the bad out of it? There's some things that were good and some that are bad. But the whole the, the whole thing I'm talking about here is adoption and adoption versus end at the same time. Adoption versus adoption. Adoption and adoption at the same time. Yes, when to adapt and when right? to adopt and when to adopt to adopt, we seem to mix up the two, right? In the end, we don't realize that if you play around with those two, choices vanish. You're only left with options, right? At least grow a life with a choice. Raise our kids with choices and options. When you are desperate, there is never a time for you to have choices and options. You only have options. Eventually, you run out of those options. You become desperate. Now you are going to vote even for a pair of shoes. Because you now you no longer have any right. Exit. So at least let's create a culture that gives us options and choices at
0: the same time. So, twenty thirty, how would you see the playing field? The ground is in uh, taking this into consideration. Well, watermelon to knife or knife to watermelon. Right.
1: Long term is the best to come into play. Short term is not yielding any results. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, even if we have a one party system, mm-hmm. whether it is genuine one party system or mm-hmm. pseudo one party system. Mm-hmm production has to come in at some point otherwise that one party will end up just creating one implosion after the other the battle will be within that same party it will still be a division and opposition is an opposition whether it's coming from within the party or it's coming from outside opposition is opposition so unless we remove chronism where we surround ourselves with young kids who think they are bringing ideas but we selected them because we think they are from we're going to end up with anything, anything that we're going to end up with is not going to produce the There's not going to be any production at at all. Mm. We are not producing, and we don't have any plans to produce. I think there's somebody out there that thinks that we'll never run out of resources, which is a big lie. Right. The resources we end up We're actually seeing a depletion of resources in other areas right now. So if we ever end up thinking, if we have a a short-term leadership that thinks that all we have to do to the people is award them. Let's sell 20 cages of gold and award them with cars. They will vote for us it gets to a point where it runs out eh?
0: you can't play that all the time it gets outplayed I know we're coming close to the end of our podcast but you, your solution is something we've discussed before at, uh, at one of our previous podcasts I'll uh, tell our listeners to go back to our Amilka Cabral podcast uh, We, you said something about production where in Africa, one of the, the most notable uh, philosophers and the, the revolutionaries was Amilcar Cabral, an agronomist who uh, believed that, yes, we need to use the gun so as to gain our independence, but production and agriculture are the most important thing. This person ended up influencing uh, Sambora Machel, Montlani mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, you've hit it on the nail about what this is, right? Cabral is very well known by most of our uh, cadres here within Southern Africa and in uh, the Congo. But the same idea you're saying about progressive production has been here for years. We can even go back to Lumumba and so forth. Why is it not okay. being practically okay. here? Yeah. So, be- because, we're,
1: because we're studying this at a secondary level, we're not talking about what production is. So, for example, in an agrarian or formerly agrarian culture like Zimbabwe, uh, <laughs> if you're going to wake up tomorrow and, 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 and have a farm and say you're a farmer, that means you understand what farming is, Okay. Owning okay. okay. the farm doesn't make you a farm.
0: Seems as if you're <laughs> going back
1: to that system you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. So the reason why you think <laughs> That people have been uh, oh, the way production is overplayed and, and no money, manipula- no, no implementation is on the ground yet. Is because
0: there's no education enlightenment media, don't understand what production is. But Cabral used to say the exact same things during the war while people were fighting. You would be also making sure that people are being taught that what it means to actually own the land as an I'm, indigenous person. I'm, are we teaching people that here? No, but I'm where saying- have we ever seen a place here where
1: people are taught actual investment, farming is an investment zero no everybody's still looking at it how do you how does corporate determine the success of a business if you're buying a business in corporate culture you have to present records for five years if they are less than five years they have still questioned them they need five years consistent records you do not call yourself a business an entrepreneur if you have been running your business for one year because those the numbers are not there there's no numbers enough for you to completely claim that you're running a business you don't have a bit of experience in those business if i were to buy your business i have to see a record of five years i
0: see, I see. Do you see what i mean yeah. so we don't look
1: at it that way we're looking at it like uh, Binda Ugo. people have to understand there's a huge difference between kurima and farming eh? kurima is what we grew up our fathers grew up doing waking up at six eh, it was cultural kurima was culture it was actually culture farming is actually a business it's really a person who um, uh, has got very good management skills or business management skills will likely make it more in farming than a person who has, has anywhere in my background who went to school for agriculture but without any business and management skills. I see. So people also need to learn how to delegate and delegate. You cannot just wake up tomorrow and say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, uh, yes, I have a farm. I'm going to get a manager who used to farm, who used to be a manager for a white guy. And then you know what? He's going to run my farm. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. There are so many moving parts that in even in team building, in project management. The team building aspect of it it goes further than the skills that the person possess the human resources aspect of it has to be looked at too right mm-hmm. so we have to we, we can back farming all the time farming this, farming that but you notice that only a few people can understand what farming is and we can
0: extrapolate this to right. many other industries right. as well okay there's,
1: there's so the intricacies that are involved in farming are so deep and wide to a point where it, it one sector of farming can actually take can actually require a cost of its own to take within four years if you want to be a farmer and do everything yourself, right? Or, there's another way. Go and work for a farm for four years. Successful farm, right? But never, ever hear people saying yeah, they're run, they are, they are, he's a successful farmer. This year you're doing tobacco. Next year you're doing paprika. Next year you're doing goats. If you come to a bank or you go to a finance ad- 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 advisor, they'll tell you that every year you're studying this project it's your first year in that project don't come here and say yeah, yeah, you've been farming for five years you've been doing Ghost for one year i see i see
0: hmm. doesn't mean you've been farming for, for 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 five years well uncle you've you went deep and to our listeners uh this has been a, a allow me to say one little one more thing okay if
1: you really want to find out that we're looking we're really joking when you look at farming or any other business is if you have, if you look for a farm as a part-time job or a recreation, where you have a full-time job somewhere, you're a teacher somewhere, you're mm. you a government minister actually, for example, and you own you own a farm somewhere.
0: Mm.
1: Ask yourself, were you gonna be able to be a government minister and be a bank manager again at the same time?
0: Yeah, that that, that, that introspection and a lot of people
1: be- right. Be- so yeah. what makes you think you can actually run a government or run a ministry okay. or run a school and exo big go and do a full-time job somewhere else too? So that means you look at farming as just a
0: title, right? Or a hobby. Yeah, or a hobby, exactly. And you expect production from a hobby. I think just from this uh, uh, podcast we had today, we need to do a follow-up for our listeners on what exactly is it when you say a system? What is a system? What defines a system? What are the benchmarks a person can actually look into? When it the, checks the balance. It checks yes. and balance the balance. Because we... From what we gleaned today here, at the revolutionary stuff, you can't even start talking about a policy idea when you don't have a framework right, or a system. Yes, for so you the, to actually so there's no check, you
1: can't it. even install checks and balances in that because there's
0: nothing to, to, to check. Right. There's nothing to balance. There's nothing to check. There are no records coming in. Yes. Right. So basically it's just a debate pass from pitches. Right, right. Because you you don't have a framework. How right, oh, are you going right. to actually get this
1: right. right off the ground? We might as well discuss because that's exactly what the That's exactly what kind of system
0: you're running. So there you've had it, uh, fellow gardeners. Uh next in the follow up podcast we want to go into another reference track. As we said, these are all reference strikes for Uh, issues we will be discussing on a day-to-day basis that we will refer you back whenever you want in-depth and substantive uh, uh, conversation on what it means when we now gloss over on what the day-to-day learnings will be happening in our nation. Thank you again to Uncle. We will be inviting him again for a follow-up reference track on uh, what it is when our Uncle here says system and what do you need as a cadre on a personal micro level to get out of that short-term zone and at the same time to understand what it means when it means system. Thank you again to Alko. Thank you very much. Uh, It's good to be here. Roger out.